Hello, friends and fellow adventurers. Welcome to the MinMaxed Podcast. We want to thank you for joining us, and you do so as we continue Blood Lords. As always, we'd like to invite you to come join our Discord to reconnect with us and other listeners of the show. And if you'd like to throw a little financial support our way, you can check out our Patreon. And a shout out to all of those that are Lich Level and above. Rock Jedi, Wolf, Blardomus Slump, Thunder Mammoth, The Trevor Project, Das Chris, Fizgig, AC Goldner, Eric R., Oaktus Gonna Sneak Right Bastard There, Indie Link, Tawdry Monster, Mercutio, Angel Shadowheart, Cy Rendon, The Necromancer Forever, Doc Holiday, Corey, Robert T., Jason K, Dicky Lopez, Bobson Dugnut, Rickety Ropebridge, Alex K, Doma Alaka, Frank L, Just Mike Works, Ross D, Argoon's Long Lost Elbow, Fig Deer, Zach S, Jamie H, Mr. Turtle, Sleeve, Garen, Caleb W, Pickle, Mr. Grimm, Fire Down, M54 Ewaz, Jameson S, Eric R, plus two Vorpal Salmon of Wagging, I'm Not a Robot, George F, Leo Hart, Hard Hard Hard, Witch Hunter, Jeremy D, Matthew M, Scott E, Progeny of Cuchulin, Liz Giggles, Calistria Specialty, Brandon K, Grinkus Maximus, Andrew G, Evan Flames, Booming Thunder, Henry, and a School of Fish. Thank you all so much for your support. And now a recap of Session 39. Through some scheming, we've devised a way to get ourselves into Neth Nelma's office. Once in the office, a gas pops out for some unknown reason. We almost kill it, but it manages to zip away. We search through the notes and letters and such. We find a bit of promising info. We also find some magic items, including some dusts. We also get blasted by lightning out of a magic skull, which sucks. We get the hell out of there and make sure we're not being followed on our way out back to where we're staying. We spend the evening investigating everything we absconded with. A piece of trash paper indicates old Nethy was seeking large quantities of something called Shadow Ash. The discarded letter was from a temple to Ergothoa called the Palidium. Sounds like the next place to go. We rest up and the next day head to the Palidium to learn a bit more about this Shadow Ash. So I've got a, uh, a map. Luke and Sundrinker out or nay? When we go there? Yeah. Um, out on the way there, <laughs> when we go in... Yeah, I suppose so. Why not? It's nothing against uh, Eidolons being in the church, I'm sure. He's still only medium. If he was, like, large or huge or something, that might be one thing, but... Right. I know, I know in the picture he's really big, but he's not really that big yet. That big. Not yet. I think, is it next level? I get the... I think he said next level, he get, he'll, he'll become Level eight. Large. They've got reach right now, finally. Like, full-on reach. Yeah, hulking size is next level. So, you know, we're, we're, quite, a, we're quite a ways uh, away from the beginning of this adventure time-wise in the game. It's getting a little colder, uh, being in, we're in the month of... Uh, Cthona, which is the Earth equivalent of December. Now, Geb is in Garoon, so it's not exactly cold. That being said, it's a little chilly. You know, like like somebody who lives in uh, the in Florida, for example, who grew up in Florida would consider their winters cold, where somebody from Minnesota visits Florida and walking around in shorts. David, do you notice that? I don't own pants anymore. There we go. But, but people <laughs> are walking around in, like, a lot of clothing. Pants yes, and sweatshirts. sweatshirts. People right. wear layers. People wear layers when I'm wearing shorts. In, like, yes. 50s. And you're like, uh... Why? <laughs> so when you choose to go to uh, the Palladium, it's a little chillier outside. It's a cold night. A clear, cold night. As you approach a tall building that's adorned with spires are in the shape of spinal columns and flying buttresses fashioned from rib bones of a colossal beast 
The Palladium is a shrine that bears obvious signs of once greater stature. There are several statues broken, a banquet table draped in a funeral shroud that stands in place of an altar. There are buzzing flies that catch the light that penetrates the grimy red and green windows high above. Delicious cooking smells, no doubt preparations for one of the Pallid Princess's many ritual feasts, fills the air. About a dozen worshippers mill about inside of the shrine, and a few priests can be seen among them. All of them are wearing white cloaks over long gray tunics that increasingly become more tattered as they reach to the floor. Makes sense. Because that's what the uh, pallid princess looks like. Yeah, as we walk in, I mean, I don't know if there's, you know, universal symbol that you do when you're, you're like, making the cross type thing for Christians. If there's something like like that. Does the Desmonds go like this? The butterfly, <laughs> the little butterfly. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't have the slightest idea what that would be, but if if there is if there is one, Shira does it when. No, she follows the protocols. She knows what to do. Any of the uh, Ergothoan worshippers do, you know, bow their heads slightly and in, in respect to you as you come in, uh, you know, completely adorned in full plate full plate uh, Ergothoan armor like there you have uh, her symbol emblazoned all over you you kind of glance around and you pinpoint who you would consider to be the highest ranking member of the clergy at this shrine okay the rub at the head where that altar is that that's a bank banquet table also makes sense oh he looks badass that's a cool-looking ghoul. Yeah, that is some really awesome artwork. Yeah, I'll let Shara take the lead as we go into this one. Like, it's definitely your area of expertise. Um, was there a letter? On the letter, was there a name? I can't remember if there was a name of someone here. There was not. No, there was no name. Okay. I'm trying to think of how to handle this now that we're here. Like, like what kind of information we're going to try to get from these guys without letting them know we're trying to get information from them. <laughs> we definitely want to get a sample of the Shadow Ash if at all possible. Oh, right. The Shadow Ash. That's okay. Yeah, we had questions about the Shadow Ash. I'd forgotten that's what it was called. Uh, and what it's used for. Why someone would want large quantities of it. Why would somebody <laughs> want large quantities of it? I mean, they're going to know we're investigating you know, whatever, but you're so decked out as Ergothoa, like, who cares? Maybe you're just like an Ergothoan Inquisitor. Like, in the letter, do you have the letter again, Tyler? Do you, can you post do, it or yeah. something? Uh, I don't know if I can... There, you know, it doesn't actually have the letter verbatim, I think is the big oh. thing with the letter. But I'll give you what it says. A letter in the wastebasket is from the Palladium, a shrine to Ergothoa in the Three Gates. A mid-ranking priest responded to Nathnelma's request for Shadow Ash by reluctantly informing her the shrine's priests are unable to craft it in the quantities she seeks. Okay, so it sounds like she she asked for something, but didn't really... It doesn't sound like they're like in on it or anything like that. Right, that's what I got from it. Yeah, it's kind of like getting a, an answer from a, a sales email line for a business, you know? 
you're not going to see a person signing it, but they're reaching out. I love the like faint outline of the Death Head's moth or moth at the front and back of this. Like how yes. it's kind of just barely there. That's from the stained glass windows overhead. Yeah. And Archie did a really good job on this particular that looks map. That so awesome. Oh, cool. oh yeah, that is neat. So, and my big thing was yeah, making sure that it doesn't seem like they were in on it or anything. So just kind of asking him about it shouldn't cause any issues, I wouldn't think. So I mean, I guess I just would just walk in. Yeah. And assuming he's not in the middle of a sermon or anything, I would approach the uh, this head priest-looking person or ranking officer in the church. Yeah, absolutely. Remember, they don't. Uh, there is no sermon going on right now. Uh, as you're walking in between the uh, old columns, uh, the worshippers, all the uh, the attendants here to make wide berth for you and. Uh, you know, see, consider you with respect for certain because of your regalia. But as you approach, the ghoul that's at the head of the shrine looks to Shara and makes the return Ergothoan symbol uh, that you had given as you had walked in and says, Welcome! Welcome to the Palladium! So he looks like he's like a priest of Ergothoa or a cleric or. Yeah, definitely a cleric or. Uh, a cleric of some kind, most likely. I was looking just to see if they have any specific name, but it doesn't look like it. Not that you know of. All right. What time of day or night is it? Uh, it's about, let's say, sunset, just after sunset. Good evening, sir. We are here to ask a few questions, if you have a moment. Of course. I always have moments for the Pallid Princess's faithful... My name is High Priest Vilnithna. Well, greetings, sir. My name is Shara. Hello, Shara. What questions do you have? I do not recognize you. Yes, I am from some distance away. Even further than some of my companions, who are from Grey Dirge. And you have so many choice in temples for the pa- to the pallid princess yet you choose our humble shrine why we had some questions about a substance that we've heard has been and can be created here Vilnethna cocks an eyebrow oh you have pray tell what's the name of this substance uh, shadow ash shadow Strange. Had somebody ask us about that not so long ago. Well, we were just kind of wondering what the properties of this substance would be. If you would know. Shadow Ash is an alchemical reagent. It's tied very, very closely to necromantic energies. It makes vessels, bodies more receptive to necromantic raising. Hmm. That is very interesting. Even the novice necromancer could take an advanced undead, or recently dead, I should say, that has died from poisoning with shadow ash incorporated with it, will rise with ease. So it can be combined with poison? 
and automatically create undead? Not automatically. The Shadow Ash makes the vessel more vulnerable, more susceptible, eager even. So you would not have to be a particularly powerful necromancer to raise them. Yes, and a particularly powerful necromancer could raise many affected by something such as Shadow Ash. And uh, Vilnithna kind of chuckles to themselves. <laughs> In fact, the last question we had about it was requesting quantities that could have easily raised entire cities. Entire cities? How would you get that kind of quantity out to the people? <laughs> Hard for me to say, but I can say that we are not in any way equipped to produce that quantity of Shadow Ash. In fact, between you and me, we're not equipped to create any quantity of Shadow Ash, a rare alchemical ingredient indeed. And it is a created substance, not something found naturally? It is created, yes. Uh, Kix, you have alchem- alchemy, right? To, it's crafting. Uh, failed that check last session. What kind of techniques are necessary to create it? Do you have the recipe? That's part of our issue. (laughs) We don't have anybody skilled enough to do that. To be frank, I don't know much about the process myself. However, and as Velnithna is going on, I'm going to have everybody give me perception checks. Lucan got on the die what I got as a total. 18. <laughs> <laughs> and I got it twice. Jeez. Oof. Both of my characters Ooh, got it once. Good thing Lucan Hollow and Sundrinker are paying attention to something. 17, 18, 19, 31, 31. <laughs> uh, four hooded women enter, enter the Palladium, and they walk right by Kix and Arius, Kixenarius, you see these these four women approaching, and they they seem maybe slightly out of place. Their robes are maybe a little cleaner than some of the other populace around, um, and they they're walking really straight backed, head held high, shoulders back, and they're all living. They're all quick. Kix, you know pretty quickly just from your own experience, and Geb, most quick don't walk with that gait. Quick who walk like that are important, like. Ortigar Stitch Skull from back at uh, Grey Dirge or Berline Haldoli. So these people certainly th- hold themselves in high importance. Sherry, you're too busy talking with, with Vilnithna, really, to notice any the people entering. But, Lucan, you absolutely notice their entry, and you see hidden in the folds of the lead woman's cloak is the spiral blue comet. Fucking Ferasmans. Give me a religion check to know to just real quick to see if you recognize that as the the holy symbol of Ferasmans. How could you? That's like so. I feel like just like I take ten, I take five, I take one. I'm I just look at. Don't get a natural one on this because it's one of those things where like in the moment you never see that. I feel like even if you get a natural one, well, it doesn't matter. I get a twenty-seven. Yeah. Hey. Tyler, I think my character sheet's broken. I can't just roll initiative when I want to. You're not supposed to be able You're to. You're not roll supposed to be able to. to. I would like to roll initiative and start fighting. 
<laughs> yeah, but you That's don't know that. You don't, you Fuck don't know. Fuck Phrasmans. <laughs> we're murdering them. Murder. Yes. Murder the Phrasmans. You didn't notice they were Phrasmans. I did. did not. I noticed they're quick. It's just as I bad. 27. <laughs> uh, so you absolutely recognize it as a, a holy symbol of Phrasma. It is not being brandished at you, but it does absolutely give you that little, like, uncomfortable queasiness in your stomach. Right, right. The Lady of Graves! Kill them! I shout. Arius pulls a sword out. <laughs> Get right into it. I, I, I feel like that's how you'd react, right? You're in Geb. Yeah, in Geb. Absolutely. Especially Phrasmans with brandishing their holy symbol. Well, he said specifically they weren't brandishing. He, he did say, <laughs> but she's got it on her shield for God's sake. Well, she doesn't have her shield out yet. She, when she's walking in, they are being relatively surreptitious and they are trying to hide the symbols to Phrasma as they're walking in. You just happen to see it. So, yes, uh, at this moment, we are, in fact, going to roll for initiative as the Phrasmans are storming the Palladium. How unusual. How Wait, unexpected. Is it okay that we're just murdering people for their religious beliefs? Wait, they're all yeah, they're really like, in-game, high. it's fine, but, like, as a group, <laughs> are we cool with that? Just, like, murdering people for their religious beliefs? Can I take what I rolled on my fucking perception? Is there only artwork for the one? Uh, only official artwork for the one. I can Say, share. Uh, David, you sh- can probably use your 31 if you... I mean, Tyler usually does yeah. that. Can that I do that? your perception check. Yeah, yeah, for your perception on this. Yeah, th- this is... This triggered... Was triggered by this. So, yeah, I absolutely am down with that. Okay. That is so emo. Yeah, that's a great outfit. That is really... She's really working that. I want to feel a little bad... I'm killing her. I, just, I mean, you could kill her and take it from her. Oh, <laughs> wear yeah. yourself. <laughs> like, damn, look at that dress. Oh, girl. Don't rip the dress while we're fighting her, Arias. <laughs> Please, save your stabs elsewhere. Are we fighting these hot-ass women? Every one of these chicks is base. All four of them? All four of them have their own artwork. <laughs> Holy crap. All four of them. We're yeah, the worst uh, party for this like campaign. <laughs> like, any other group we've ran, and, like, there would be no combat. We'd just be, like, diplomatizing, trying to, like, hook up. Ooh, titties! <laughs> what up, ladies? Meanwhile, <laughs> nope, this, this group time. we're like, fuck them. Wait, obvious for Asmund's murder! Arius is like, wanna get boned? <laughs> context, context. It's funny, oh, is I have boneyard lore, which I never get to use. I, I want to see. It. I want. Is there a way I can use that here in this combat somehow? <laughs> like as a recall knowledge, one hundred. Like a recall knowledge. Yeah, absolutely. Just say say something scathing about Phrasma. As a revenant, I gained boneyard lore, which like, I don't know. Mother should, Mary was a whore. It probably should have. <laughs> I should have probably talked to Tyler. I should probably be like Urgothola lore or something like that instead of boneyard lore. But we need to keep one of these chicks alive. Why? What because are you going to do with her? No, like, any one of these chicks easily could have been my fucking exorcist. <laughs> like, this is exactly like the like the style I was going with. It was like the purple chick. Oh, Sorry, that did sound very again, strange. Yeah. We have to keep one of them alive. <laughs> <laughs> what are you going to do? <laughs> 
We're already killing them just for their religious beliefs, and you're going to yeah. keep one of them as a as like a sex slave? Arius is already... I mean, good luck getting Arius like, to not kill him. Full-on fucking crusades here? Like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> They're on the crusades. They're the goddamn crusaders. True. True. That's literally what they're doing right now. That's exactly what they're doing. All right. Then uh, we're going to have everybody roll for initiative here. Kix, I don't have your initiative, buddy. Because you just asked. Um, no. He I just heard you ask. Hey. Oh. <laughs> so it, we're basically starting combat here. Arius and Kix man, uh, stayed uh, at the entrance of the Palladium while uh, Luke and Sundrinker and Shara walked up. So the party is split in that regard. However, unfortunately for the Phrasman priestesses, uh, that does kind of put them in this interesting flanking position. They've surrounded themselves at this point. The one that is uh, in the lead uh, kind of throws her hood back and looks to her companions and says, Well, I suppose now's just as good a time as any. Let's do this. And at the top of round one, one of her companions begins casting a spell. It's a three-action heal. All of the congregants who are here and undead, all of them are undead and level one commoners at that. This first burst, this 30 foot burst goes off and zombies, skeletons, and all other manner of undead uh, commoners here begin to burn and sizzle as they scream and then are destroyed and fall to the floor. Vilnithna, you can clearly see, is immediately distraught and is going to make movements to attempt to save some of his congregation. Are any of us in this burst? I was say, I think me and Sundrinker are inside that 30-foot burst. It depends on which one is casting it. Right at the edge, and it's, it's this one here. right one. So me, me and Sundrinker should be in it. That's correct. So I will need a fortitude save from Arius Sundrinker. All right. 33. A 33 is a success, not a critical right. success. I got a right. 27, but I just want to double check. I don't have anything that would boost that in any way. I don't think I do. No. 27 is a success, though. Okay. And any boosts are not going to get you to a critical. Unless you have Juggernaut, of course. No, not a fighter like that. I just wanted to make sure there wasn't any like, War Priest bullshit that made me like... I don't know. No, that's fair. That's fair. But yeah, tw- 27. So you both succeed, so you'll take half of the 17 damage. And as a reaction, as some of the congregants around her are being destroyed, she's going to use a reaction, a focus spell called Death's Call. This reaction is triggered when a living creature within 20 feet of you dies or an undead creature within 20 feet of you is destroyed. So she actually gains temporary hit points equal to the triggering creature's level plus your spellcasting ability modifier. For her, the level was one and her modifier is four. So she gets five temporary hit points. All right, that's her turn. That takes us over to Lucan Hollow. It's your turn. These motherfuckers. So, are there members of the congregation around them that are still alive? Uh, n- not really. No, no. Most All of right. those members are are up, you know, towards the front near you, and they're beginning to scramble. It's still early on in the action. Gotcha. I look at her and like just absolute seething hatred 
at her righteousness that she thinks she's so great coming into this place of worship attacking my people just fucking die and I will cast call the blood on her Ooh, which one the one that's leading the the four or the one that cast the heel whichever one just did that that'd be okay that'd be this one right here okay yeah it's on her so first two actions act together call the blood and what does call the blood do well she needs to give me a fortitude save okay she gets an act <sighs> cool Excited. that's cool that's cool nothing happens So we'll save that one for the next time. With their act together, Sundrinker moves up and will attack from range, like with reach. All right. And we'll just go, like, bludgeoning. Why not? So nice you don't have to spend an action to do the reach anymore. Yes. Now I always have reach, so now I can give flanking with reach and, and attack of opportunity with reach. And I will get a 32 to hit. Nice. A 32 is a critical hit. What my spell couldn't do, my Eidolon can. So that is 36 damage. And Sundrigger just wham wallops this uh, priestess of Phrasma. And she spits blood in the ground and then snarls at Sundrinker. Disgusting plants! I can only imagine an undead plant is just as, like, terrible to them as... <laughs> Probably, basically, yeah. Like, like yeah. it's it's still just a complete perversion of of life and <laughs> the natural order. Yeah, and you've definitely uh, described Sundrinker as obviously looking like as undead as a rose as bush undead can look. as a plant can look. Yes, exactly. Well, then after Lucan and Sundrinker with that massive critical hit, uh, that takes us over to the leader of uh, the Ferasmans. Uh, her name is Oru the Judge. She's named because there's an opportunity for diplomacy here. I love that you guys just immediately opted not no, there to. there is not. Yeah, there is. There's DCs for it. There's even I, a DC... I, tr- I tried rolling initiative before you even introduced them. Yeah, there's a DC for if you try to diplomatize her and you flash a hidden symbol of Phrasma. <laughs> really cool detail. Like, <laughs> people that would play a Phrasmist in this? I just no. I thought it was cool that they, like wrote it in there as though, you know, hey, just in case your players are, you know, assholes here. This is their DC in this one instance, right? Hey, in a different timeline where I played the Exorcist. Yeah, yeah, that would have worked out. You guys probably already would have killed me. So. I would have killed you 100%. Uh, you would yeah. not have made it to the past level one. <laughs> Alright, so yeah, it is Oro's turn. She uses her first action to uh, curse Sundrinker. Disgusting plant, leave my followers alone! And begins to cast a spell. Is that going to incur attack of opportunity, that spell? It will if you can do so at range. Oh, I sure can. Hit it up. Sure can now. Can now. How about a 30 to hit? A 30 is a hit. Just Not shy of that crit, crit by one. Ah, well. We will deal <laughs> 22 damage. Max deeps on that roll. Very good roll. And she... Ah! And cast the spell, which is uh, Searing Light. No! 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 Oh my god. Stop it! So that's a natural 20 on the uh, Searing Light attack roll. Jeez. Who is this targeted on? Sundrinker. Sundrinker. Uh Sundrinker has the undead trait, I believe, right? Yes, Yes, absolutely. Alright, then, uh, so it's... 
28 points of fire damage. Okay. And then an additional, I believe it's 32 good damage. Yep, that was fun. Why 32? Ouch. Oh, I counted it. I'm sorry, I counted it It should be 38. 38. 38 good damage. So that searing light, she pulls out, let's just say she she pulls out her shield right before that and kind of shows that as her holy symbol, her material component, and the searing light shines forth from Phrasma's uh, spiral on that shield, and she screams in righteous fury as she does, sh- as she does so. You just do 66 damage to Sundringer. Yeah. What an asshole. <laughs> uh, that's going to take us over to one of the other priestesses of Phrasma. Oh my god, none of Oh my god, three of them going to row. God damn it. <laughs> we did not roll well. The, no, you're in between the yeah. three. You're, it's fine. <laughs> this one fine. Uh, actually ducks down behind <laughs> one of these pillars with her first action and begins sneaking around. With her second and third action, she casts a spell. That's really too bad you didn't crit and uh, interrupt that. Uh, I know. I, yeah, I was so close to doing so. You were literally one off. She casts Spiritual Weapon. And this is where a, uh, a weapon of pure magical force materializes and attacks foes that you designate at a range. The foe that she designates is Arius. What I ever do, other than drop my sword. You look extremely scary. And just, like, sport the symbol of all over myself. She's going to try to just fend you off with this... Uh, Spiritual what the weapon. Fuck. Tyler's uh, first two sp- rolls. Twenty, twenty, nineteen. <laughs> uh, the the spiritual weapon materializes in front of Arius and stabs him uh, right through the middle, uh, getting to thirty-five to hit. Yeah, it's a critical right on the fucking dot. Oh my god. Uh, take sixteen points of force damage. Oh, it's not that bad. Okay. All right. Now it's Shara's turn. Um, yeah, obviously I feel like I need to change up what I was planning on doing here for a second. Uh, we're gonna start with a touch of corruption on my buddy old pal Lucan here, who happens to be standing right next to me and within touch range. Hello! Just got wrecked via Sundrinker. So you heal for 24. I appreciate that. I'm gonna move up 20 feet. For my second action and my third action, I'm going to uh, use my Dread Martial Stance. Okay. Ah. And roll a fucking two. That was so, I was on a 20 and just folded over. Ouch. Um, um, so nothing happens on a failure. Nothing right? happens. Nothing happens okay. on a failure. Then that takes us over to Arius. Uh, you have this uh, sword of force that is uh, fighting you at the door of the uh, Palladium. It's your turn. I ignore the sword of force. Uh, yeah, so my first action, I'm just going to go ahead and I move right up into their faces. And as badly as I just want to start fucking swinging, I'm a goddamn cleric. I use my second and third actions to cast a fourth level harm on Sun Drinker. Can I heal you through Sun Drinker? We've yes, gone over this. Yes, I can, right? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Don't believe I so have do. I can do about that. Nope. I was wondering, can you, you got anything? No? Okay. Let's see what we get here. I would assume that puts you back to full. Nice. 55 healing. Thank you so much. Very nice. Not quite full, but... Oh, yes, yes. Fully full. Fully full. Let's say with mine, between between me mine and, and his, it better be full. <laughs> yeah. Me and that touch of corruption. <laughs> you got a lot of HP, apparently. Yes. 
<laughs> I think I do. I have 106. What do you have? I don't have 94. That's that that D10 Some summoner just has a lot. Yeah, of that D10 summoner. summoner. You know, it's really funny actually. I was really dubious of that when I first saw the summoner uh, stat block, the info for it. Now, after you know six levels, watching of how this, it works, absolutely, you need that extra. <laughs> you need that oh my god, you need it. Yeah, yeah. yeah you're just getting destroyed. Right. Summoners are so yeah. Summoners are so at risk early on. Oh, yeah. They are, but before that, that HP starts to ramp up, like. I don't know how some how some summoners make it past the early levels. You got to be careful. Yeah, David got close a couple of times. Really yep. early on, went down a couple. Times. I guess that's pretty true with most casters, though. I mean, casters early on really do have to be careful. Yeah, it's true. All right, so Arius dives into uh, melee, getting adjacent to three of the four Phrasmans, uh, and then healing up. Uh, Just setting Lucan. up flanking and then being a cleric. You know how it is. Oh my yards, man! That's support. All right, that takes us over to uh, one of the priestesses that has not gone yet, the, the last one of the bunch. She uses her... Cast the spell. Adaria. I mean, that's what she wants to do. She wants. They just want to, like, drop in. And st- they just wanted to come in, drop a fuck ton of heals, and then she, think, she thinks I'm a cleric, man. She just watched me drop a harm. Clerics don't got attack of opportunity. <laughs> Um, she looks at you as you were casting that spell and, you know, I want to do something real quick just to kind of like have a moment where the people on the back, you know, or the, the enemies who are, you know, the good guys here, if you will. She rolls a, a recall knowledge check on you, Arius. Fuck yeah. Uh, she gets a 21, which I don't think is good enough for you, but she does recognize the bleeding eye sockets. And she looks at you, and in horror, she goes, "You monstrosity!" and begins casting spells at you. Yeah, I fuck her up. Now hold on a second. I gotta check something. This is some nonsense that doesn't provoke him or be pissed. Oh no, I was just gonna check to see if a one-action heal provoked, and if it didn't, I was just gonna have her punch you three times with holy energy. Would be such a dick move. It would be a dick move. I was considering it. Really, that's a dick move. I very much am probably gonna do now. It doesn't work, though. It doesn't work. No, I'm probably just going to do a three-action one to heal everybody and harm them eventually. You know what? That's exactly what they're going to do. They're going to heal their allies and harm y'all. Why the fuck wouldn't you? Thanks for the idea. Three-action heal. I take a swing. It's the top left one, right? Yep. You got it. Yeah. Oh, come on. Just roll over a little bit more over to that 20. Uh, I got a 30 to hit. A 30 hits. Just shy of that crit by one again. Oh, that's how you min-max. Uh, <laughs> roll the 1 and a 12, so 18 damage. Nice. Solid. That's, that's solid damage. Uh, she takes all of it, but it is not enough to stop the three-action heal from going off. So we need a fortitude save from, oh boy, in 30 feet here, we've got Arius, Sundrinker, Shara. Kicks. Yeah, I'm over here to the left. Oh, uh, are you within 30 feet of her? Yeah. He is. You are. Okay, yeah. Kicks, give me a fortitude save as well. 28. Did you see that three action? Did you see that three action heal I just did? <laughs> six damage. Six. Uh, 1d10 and 2d8. And six. I'll take half of that for three. 1d10 and 2d8. What the fuck kind of heal is that? Uh, They've got some ability. Special shit? Yeah, they have something called Healing Hands, but it's, oh, you know what? It's supposed to roll d10s, but the heightening and the spell doesn't carry over in Foundry, so it should be 3d10, not 1d10 plus 2d8. 
So what was the save that we needed to make? Uh, the save you need to make is 24. So if you failed that, you take 6. If you succeed, you take 3. So this hasn't come That's out weird it before, doesn't. but Shara has a channel protection amulet against heal. <laughs> no shit. Nice. But she takes 5. She resists 5 damage of it. Nice. Okay. I'm just telling you now, these bitches get and create undeaded. Hell yeah. <laughs> Every one of them. <laughs> All four of them. <laughs> All right. After the last priest, uh, priestess of Phrasma, uh, cast another three-action heal. Any of the undead that hid it not fled the uh, op- the entrance of the shrine here or may have you know made their fortitude saves against the first three-action heal. Absolutely do not this time around. And a handful more of them, again, fall. That priestess use, uses the death, death's call cantrip in order to get that uh, temporary hit points. Oh, it was a reaction? Okay. Cast yeah, it's a reaction. reaction. Yep. That takes us over to Vilnithna, the uh, high priestess, or the high priest, the high priest Ergothoa here. They use all three of their actions to get the people who are at the back half of the shrine behind the banquet table and out of the way. Come, come, congregants! Behind the table! Quickly, quickly now! Which takes us to the bottom of round one. Thanks for your patience. Kicks, it's your turn. Alright, um... I am going to cast spells of sorts. I'll bet they have brains. Fuck it. Chicken bottom right that's not red. That would be the, uh... The leader of the bunch. The leader. Oh, the leader's the hooded one? at the... Oh, yeah. uh, the blonde just looks so much one. more leadery. Oh, yeah. It's, that's that's your, you know, your opinion, man. <laughs> Anyways, why don't you give me a a will save? Will save? Oh, God. What's this? Oh, no. Phantismal killer. 24. Oh, no. She failed. So much mental damage. She's going to take 86 mental damage and be frightened too. And manifesting in front of her as the room to the Palladium just goes dark and all of those around her go silent. It's like there's a spotlight on her in the middle of a stage. And there's that echoey sound. Hello? 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 And then manifesting in front of her in the distance is a ghostly figure of a robed man who quickly approaches her and it's her stepdad Kyle (laughs) Kyle. (laughs) had to to go there (laughs) Uh, no it's the ghost king of Geb but obviously somebody who's never seen Geb or you know honest depictions of what Geb actually looks like Uh, this depiction of Geb is almost like some Cthulhu mythos horror as its face is writhing with ghostly tendrils and tentacles and there's ghostly teeth and he rises to humongous heights and she screams and cowers and takes 29 net mental damage. And frightened. Yup, yup. Oh, thanks, thanks, Spencer. That was fun. I haven't got a chance to do a Phantasmal <laughs> Killer off the cuff in a long time. Those are always fun. Let's see. I'm also going to step into the room a little bit more. Uh, maybe I like my 30 feet, actually. <laughs> 
you know what? Never mind. I hate these rooms that have smaller squares inside the, the squares. Like, the squares. If I get more than like ten feet away from my character, I'm like, okay, which which line is my five foot? Uh yeah, final action, I'll just not do anything. I don't think. I don't have like a one action I can do that I can. Guidance? I guess. A drop of guidance on your boy Arius? He looks like he needs to be guided. I'll take it. Slay the Ferasmans. Yeah, we did it. I'm a psychic. <laughs> Go. Alright, then after kicks, that takes us to the top of round two, where the very first priestess of Phrasma gets to take her turn. And with her first action, she is going to uh, shout, No! And run deeper back into the church here. Almost certainly provoking from Sunbreaker yeah. and Arius yeah. if Arius has their reaction. I don't. I use I use mine literally right after my turn. Yeah, neither of you I guys. I always forget. Is it at the top of the round or is it on your turn? It's back on our yeah, turn. It's, it's on, on your turn. Then I don't have it. So you don't have yet. yours yet? Okay, got it. Uh, so then that priestess of Phrasma goes deeper back, kind of hiding along the side of the columns, but getting closer to the banquet table up front. Holy crap, how many actions is she using? All three actions. She's getting deep and getting all the way to the back. Oh, that's only two actions to move where she did. So then she's going to use her third action to... She's going to cast a heal. One action heal on herself. She heals 11. Phrasma, guide me. Lucan, it's your turn. Sure is. Well, I'm going to start with a tandem movement and Lucan's gonna move yeah that would have been 10 feet and Sundrinker is going to move 25 feet so Sundrinker moves east to get in between that one that's moving and Lucan then I'm going to use two actions to act together and we're going to target the leader and the one to the north the one that Sundrinker kind of moved up to with an electric arc. All right. So I'll need reflex saves from them. Okay, we got a 15 and a 23. So that's one success, one failure. The damage total is only nine, so one of them takes nine, one of them takes four, I guess. And then Sundrinker will... I know it's splitting damage a bit, but Sundrinker will attack the one to the north. That's the one that's moving further back toward the congregants. The one that's moving further back but I didn't want them to be able to flank Lucan. And we'll strike as an at 20. Boom. So that's 28 damage. That's my turn. All right. Well, and that priest takes, faces a second critical hit from, from Sundranker. And uh, that takes us over to Oru the Judge. Oru uses their her first action to five-foot step into flanking with Arius with the other priestess. Still frightened, too, at this point, so she's uncertain about her movements here. But she's going to... She's going to get you with a first-level heal. Or, sorry, not a first-level. Third-level heal with one action. So a one-action heal here. Uh, Arius, give me a reflex... Or, sorry, a fortitude save. Ouch, 21. And 21 is a failure. So take 14 points of positive damage. Oh, no. 
And then with her third action, she is going to strike you with her dagger. 19 to hit. <laughs> that is a miss. I think it misses you because it's frightened? No, never mind. No, it misses by quite a bit. It does, even when you're flat-footed. All right, well, that's Oru's turn. Takes us over to one of the other priests. This one uses her action to sustain spiritual weapon. So the spiritual weapon is going to fly toward Arius, and it's going to get another attack. 25 to hit. So Arius gets attacked by the divine force weapon and hits with the 25. Arius takes 9 points of force damage. Okay. And then with her second and third actions... I see absolutely no reason why she wouldn't just drop a searing light on the only person that is actually in line of effect with her. There is a pillar in the way with Arius, now that I'm looking at it. There's a pillar in the way with Lucan. Shara, you're the only one clear sight. So with her second and third action, she's going to cast searing light on Shara. Has to take a minus five here because the uh, spiritual weapon uses map. Jesus, and she still rolls a 15. Yeah, 31 for total. Was that at the minus 5? 31 would not hit me. No, you attacked Arius, not me. I attacked Arius, that's my bad. So, would a 31 hit you? 31? Is that what it should be? Is that at the minus 5? That doesn't have a map listed on her. You're right, it doesn't. So it'd be at a minus 5. So a 26. Does a 26 hit you? 26 does not hit me. Because of your shield or something crazy? No, just because I'm fucking don't awesome. Have your shield up. I don't even have my shield raised. <laughs> sure, you just kind of like angle your shoulder pad pauldron in the right area, and it just bounces right off of the uh, holy symbol of Urgothoa that's on your pauldron. <laughs> Speaking of Shara, it's your turn. Uh, yeah. Five foot step up to that one that just attacked me. We're gonna try for my dread marshal again. Uh, get a 29, which is just a regular success, but a success nonetheless. There you go. So anybody within my aura, which I guess is just uh, Lucan right now, gets plus two to damage. Thanks! Is that all damage or just like melee? All damage. It just says plus two to damage. Nice. And we're just going to attack her. How about a 35? A 35 is a critical hit. Okay, well, we're going to start with 31 damage. Nice. Okay. She takes that. And because of my Dread Marshal aura, she is frightened one. On the critical hit? You're right. On a critical hit. All right. And then she can't go below frightened one. Because of my uh, aura of despair, she can't go below frightened one if she's next within 10, 15 feet of me. Damn. The move, that's all three actions. And that's going to take us over to Arius, currently being flanked by the Phrasmans. It's your turn. Yeah, fuck everybody. Uh, three action, fourth level harm. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so that means we need a fortitude save from three of the Phrasmans who are in who are in the uh, range here. They did pretty bad overall. 13, a 14, and a 27 on the fortitude saves. Uh, 27 is, is a success. The others are just failures. What is my save? Apparently 22. 20, save is that it? That Seems bad. low. I mean, I'm not min-maxed whatsoever. I have, I have a 16 on my casting stat. Yeah, just a plus three and a war priest. Not that you would have expert, I think, at this level, even if you were cloistered. Holy shit, that's a bad roll. Not great. That's, that's rough. 
13 on 4d10. Ouch. Yeah. And we heal that? Yep. Uh, everybody within 30 feet of me will heal with that as well. And I also will heal an additional 4 because of sap life. Whenever I cast a harm spell and damage at least one living creature, I regain hit points equal to the spell level of the harm spell. Kicks you would heal also. You're within range. Wait. What's this last fucking line? No! God damn it! I need to redo this shit. Redo what? I never saw the very last sentence of this of this feat. That sounds like us. Yeah. What feat? If you aren't a living creature, you gain no benefit from this feat. Sap, sap life. life. Oh. You cast a harm spell. And that makes sense, because I'm sapping their life. If you that aren't a living creature. If I took life. <laughs> you want to retcon that class feat? I am retconning <laughs> that class feat, but we will move on for now while I look up a new class feat. To take. All right, that sounds good. That sounds good. Yeah, I don't know how we let that one go by. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how I missed that. Clearly, like, and of course, last sentence of the feat. That is just so like us. I mean, make the re- requisite living creature then, or living. Oh, requires. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A requirement there would be really, really good. Seems pretty simple. See, that, that seems simple. Anyways. After Arius, that takes us over to the uh, one of the priestesses, the one that's flanking Arius. Uh, this one's doing a little bit better, but everyone's starting to run out of heals and harms. Where at least I don't think Arius is. The priestesses are getting close, right? Kicks, did you take that healing? Oh me, sorry. <laughs> Kicks, take heal. I'll heal three. This particular priestess has now seen you attack. Arius on a spell cast uh, twice, I think. So the first action, she's going to take a five-foot step back. And with the second action, she's going to cast a Searing Light. Oh, 19 to hit. That's a miss. That's probably good for you. That takes us over to Vilnithna, uh, who is just going to continue to uh, try to protect his congregants. He'll actually take this table, this banquet table, and flip it. And with a loud clatter, all of the food items that are on this banquet table go crashing across the floor. Kicks at the bottom of round two. It's your turn. Unleash Psyche! Oh, it's happening. Wait, how near death is this broad, huh? Oru the judge. The leader? Yeah, is she looking... She's not looking great. She's really not looking great. But you know how the the estimates are. The higher you get levels, the you know it's not yeah. like she's at two hit points or anything. Why don't she give me a basic reflex save? She gets uh seventeen. That's a fail. Oops. She takes nine damage. Nine bludgeoning damage, and her nose bleeds a bit, and it drips down the side of her mouth, and she holds her hand to her head. She's still standing. And then I'm going to recall the teachings, followed by an amped message to Arius. What are you going to tell him? Kill her. Do what you do, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, wait, which part? The heel part or the slash part? (laughs) The part that I can allow him to do. Or the kill part. The kill. Murder. The kill. Oh, yeah, that's right. Murder. Uh, I'm going, I I was going to aid this, but I mean, you already hit, but we'll just make sure you hit even more because that's the whole reason I did the thing. Unleash the psyches. Murder. Wait, did you set up recall the teachings? Yeah. 
Uh, I think that technically still is just a normal success. Yeah, I'm sure it is. Yeah. I think that's a failure. Yeah, 23. Isn't it? No, 23 is a success on the nose. Oh, I thought we were 24. Okay, 23. I do 20 damage. Murder. 20 damage. I'm assuming I hit with a. Well, I hit with a 25, right? 25 does hit. 20 damage. And uh, Arius, do you, is there anything in particular you want to do as you're cutting the leader down? A fucking beheader. Just unceremoniously, shing, clean through the neck, and the head thuds as it hits the ground and tumbles. Uh, it tumbles between Arius's legs and uh, comes to a stop right in front of the Phrasman priest that stepped away to cast that searing light. And she... Start screaming at the top of her lungs. Hey, Kix, nice kill. Hey. <laughs> I did it again. All right. So that takes us to the top of round three. That's going to be the Phrasman Priestess that is the farthest back near the congregants. And after uh, the leader gets beheaded in front of everyone, she turns back and looks at her companion and s- her companions and says, Go on, sisters. I'll be right behind you. And with her three actions, she casts a three-action heal within range of the congregants. I attack of opportunity around that, if I can. Ooh, you absolutely can. I mean, I, I can. It's like, does that incur attacks of Sisters, flee! Save yourselves! Yeah, it's a, it absolutely does. As she says that, Lucan will say, No, you will die! And attack! Oh, that was almost a 19. I get a 25 to hit, though. I it hits, yeah, 25 hits. We'll deal 19 damage. 19 damage. Big hit. But not quite enough to finish her off. The three-action heal goes. And... Vilnithna. Cool. And a bunch of... Like, half of the remaining congregants begin to burn as the holy energy suffuses through their own life. Vilnithna takes it. But he flipped the table. They don't... She doesn't have line of effect. (laughs) It's actually a fair point. Holy shit, you might be right. You do need line of effect. Well, I'm still going to take it, so fuck off. Yeah, you're still going to take that damage for sure. I'm going to have to roll a fortitude for both of them. Lucan will need to make that. Actually, I don't think Shara has to because this pillar is directly in the way. I got to do the thing where I roll twice to take the worst. Uh, I'm going to say Vilnethna is going to need to make the save because Vilnethna was, like, standing to make sure that he's watching the action to understand what's going on. Is an 18 a failure? It is. But not a critical failure. Not a critical failure, no. All right, I'll take it. The congregants are not going to burn. They're going to be taking cover behind this overturned banquet table. Uh, Vilnithna, though, his skin's going to bubble and boil a bit as he takes a little bit of damage, 12 damage total, but he's barely injured. Which takes us over to Lucan. It's your turn. I'm going to spend two actions. Oh, gosh. I don't have another one inside of me, do I? I only have line of sight. No, I got, just got to move a little bit. Oh, but I still wouldn't have line of sight. They are spread out well. Yeah. I would make sure that he can, that uh, Sundrigger can kill her. Yeah, we'll make sure she dies. And if not, then you go try to kill her. Yeah, all right. Action one will just be a, an electric arc on her. Just her. Uh, or action two, one and two, I should say. So reflex save, please. All right, she gets uh, 21. That is a failure. She will take full damage of 18. Is that enough? Nice. 
that is not quite enough. All right. That is actually a really good electric arc. <laughs> that was a, really a good solid electric arc. electric arc. Yeah, but you're you're just shy. Yeah. Well, I mean, she just healed herself for 12, so... She did, yeah, that's yeah. true. You would have put her down if she didn't get the heal off. Act together. Lucan's actually just going to move a little bit so I can get in sight of some of these other ones. And then with Sundrinker's action from Act Together, we'll attack that one to the north that's very near death. Nice. And we'll get a 28 to hit. 28. After she casts her heal, she turns to look at them. After she tells them to go, go on without her, she looks and says, Sisters, save yourselves! And there's like this dramatic slow motion. The chorus is singing. And then her throat gets slit by this by the giant thorns on Sundrinker's and blood lashing tendrils. All of fifteen them. damage. The fifteen damage is enough. All right, that's my turn. Beautiful. After Lucan, that then takes us over to one of the priestesses who witnessed now one friend be beheaded, while the other one has her throat violently slashed by the undead plant monster. She opts to scream and flee. Did you think you could come in here and just slaughter us? She looks to you wide-eyed and scrambles to turn and run. I want you to know that I'll be wearing your dress to the next Ergothoan temple. I can't do anything to stop her. You can't? Okay. No, I do not have. Does she run past me? She is going through Arius' square, though. Which one is this? Why? What a fucking moron. This is the one to the south. There's two of them, and it's not the one with the bitch in dress. I mean, I'll take a swing if she actually runs by me. She does. Wait. No, because I don't have an attack of opportunity now because I already used it. I'm sorry. Oh, that's right. Kicks to kill the leader. That's true. So the uh, priest of Phrasma, after screaming and running away from Shara, uh, gets past, well, basically everybody. Nobody goes or moves to stop her. They can't. And she's outside with three actions. Shara, it's your turn. Oh, she made it a really long ways. I'm going to move 25 feet. 20 feet to there. I forgot this character only has 20 foot movement speed. Still very slow. <laughs> oh. Uh, second action. Uh, don't do this very often. I'm going to try to trip her. Oh, okay. The last one in the temple that's living at least. Yeah, so that's going to be an athletics check. 23 succeed? Against reflex DC? Uh, yes. That is a success. All right, well, she's tripped. Knocked on her ass. Uh-huh. Um, and since she's laying there, you know, we're going to take a swing at her. Might as well smack her. How about a 23 to hit? That sounds so bad. A 23 hits. Um, uh, not great damage. We'll do 11 damage. She will take that damage, though. Laying down on the ground. As sure as you knock her down with your shield, and she goes down. She was moving to run away, and uh, she you know, ends up kind of tripping and falling over the dismembered head that's at her feet as well. And she's on her belly, reaching forward towards her friend that's run out, and she screams, Wait for me. Wait for me. Call to your goddess now. Arius. It's your turn. Arius is going to step over and take a swing. Uh, 24 to hit. 24 hits. 
Oh, that's some solid damage. 27 Ooh. damage. Did both of those hit because she was prone? No, no. no. She's got, she's got regular, they have a 21 AC. Oh, jeez. A bunch that's of casters. Not a, not a good AC at all. No. <laughs> and then for my third action, I go block her exit. All right. So she's going to have to tumble through me and kicks to get out of here. Well, speaking of her, it is her turn. And uh, she frantically scrabbles to her feet, using her first action to stand up from the prone position. Nobody's there to give her the attack of opportunity, but she looks at the doorway now being blocked, and she takes a moment to kind of frantically look around and see if there are any other exits, and there are not. Arius just fucking smiles at her. (laughs) Just a creepy skeleton smile. She uses her first action to get right up next to Arius, and then uses her final action to attempt to tumble through. And she doesn't even have acrobatics. That provokes too, right? Well, it depends on what she rolls. No, it doesn't. That's a move action for me. It's a manipulate. It's still a movement. I think if she gets a critical success, it doesn't trigger reactions. No, I'm wrong. I don't think anything with that would tumble through. It's just, it's just straight up, it's a move action. I think you need class feats in order for that to work. Uh, yeah, and she's not even trained in acrobatics. Uh, I'm not even sure it's even possible for her. It doesn't matter because I crit her. To do it. Yeah, what, what was yeah. the attack opportunity? So, no matter what she rolls, she gets, she gets not prone. Or no, I suppose that it ends her, mo- it ends her, att- her action. She gets a five to try to tumble through you. I disrupt it with my attack of opportunity and get 25 damage, and <laughs> she is now flat-footed and until the start of my next turn. With mascara running down her eyes as there's tears that are just streaming, and she's reaching to try to claw past Arius, screaming at her friend who is literally just within eyeshot, still just outside the temple, and Arius cuts her down. <laughs> Crit spec, she's flat-footed. <laughs> oh, just in case. <laughs> All right. Well, that's her turn. That takes us over to Kix. Kix, it's your turn, and there is still one more priest. Not in the temple, but uh, just outside, running away. It's going to be her sir, her turn shortly. Well, so we got yeah, the broad that... Who did Shara attempt to trip? The one that's dead the at Arius's feet. Now. The one that's dead at our feet. Yeah. Oh, oh, that one's dead. Okay. Yeah, there wasn't. Yeah, it, didn't, the, it didn't update yeah. for me for a second. Running away. Yeah. All right. North. Well, I don't think she's getting her brain blown up, but I will make an attack roll against her for a trip. Oh, nice. Ooh. Oh, are you kidding me? Oh, I want to hear a point. It was so cool. <laughs> do it, do it, do it. Re-roll. I love this horror scene that this, this, uh, combat is turning god into. damn it it is great god damn. um well let's well hey you know what she's gonna do next turn run i'm just gonna amp message arius to catch the dumb bitch yes uh, arius <laughs> just uses reaction you fool oh, damn that's right that's right you that's give right. one to sun drinker and i could get then that means next round i could away. get yeah, Sundrinker's not in range. Sure is, oh. dude. Message is 120 feet. <laughs> oh, Hell shit. Yeah. Really? Yeah. My, my amped one is. Because with, with four <laughs> move actions, I could get next to her. 
around. So if you give me 25 oh, yeah, feet, you have your I turn. Get there. Yeah. I might go before her. Then amped, amped message. You want it uh, on? Give Sundrinker the 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 movement. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. Do that move. Thank you. Oh, but you're yes. still gonna have the same problem when you get up there, which is you won't have a reaction to do an attack of opportunity when she goes to move away. But you are just closer. Yeah, it will. It'll be his turn. It resets. Oh shit! That's right. Oh, Lucan, it's your turn. Hell yeah! Did you already use your reaction to attack the other chick? Doesn't matter. It's his turn. No, no, he's saying no. No. Oh, oh, for the one that last turn. Oh, did I? Yes, I did. Yeah, you're right. Shoot, that's too bad. So I can't do Um, that. That's too bad. Do you want to give Shara the move? (laughs) (laughs) Somebody, somebody, take it. Somebody (laughs) needs the move. Shara's also Just delay and give him a move after his turn. Metagame Should I whisper over. into her ear to move? Come back. <laughs> Come closer. Move back. Move back. <laughs> Your friends need you. You wouldn't leave them behind. Um, I wish my trip didn't fail. Cause I don't really have anything right. else. That just sucks. One action. Um, I mean, she's probably just as fast as Shara, right? Shara. She's. Faster than Sharon. Oh. She is, yeah. She's How faster. fast can you call your horse out? Didn't we determine this? Uh, it's like one to dump them out and one to reassemble them. To like make them assemble, yeah. So it's like two actions. Oh, God. This is going to end with Sharon running her <laughs> <Yeah>. down. <laughs> Fuck yes. Let's uh, do this. I'm going to, yeah, let's just get outside. I whisper to get your horsey outside. All right, we're going to get into like a chase mode here because she's going to get too far away from. All right, that's uh, it's Lucan. Yeah, maybe we'll see. Uh, Lucan, it's your turn. Right. Top round four. Yeah, we gonna be doing some tandem movements. No, you just Lucan just run up to Shara and keep. We just shove, <laughs> just shove her closer. <laughs> Lucan's able to get out in front of her, and Sundrinker is able to get out into the open. So your tandem movement basically gives each of you three move actions. Correct. That's pretty fucking cool. All right, yep. sun drinkers coming out. And that takes us over to our priestess of Phrasma, who is just now, like, having Lucan run in front of her. Uh, she sees sun drinker coming out. Arius just cut her friend down. She is frantic. She is lone survivor at the end of the horror movie, but this one's the kind where there aren't any survivors at the end. She moves. All three actions to do so. Shara, it's your turn. Um, so yeah, it'll be one action to dump Perdition out, another one to assemble, and then another one to mount. Nay. So, that's three actions. Sweet. Alright. Arius, it's your turn. We're starting the chase scene, right? Hell so. yeah. If only I was on Coral, she has so much, like, boost to speed <laughs> that I could give you guys. Quick, crossover! Oh shit, that's right, Arius, you got that 30-foot move now. Oh, you absolute bastard. <laughs> How's it going? I move up right fucking next to her with my three actions. Can you tell me, uh, Ted, just from a, a personal perspective there, um, is this moment worth fleet? Yes. This yes. Fleet, fleet is always worth Fleet S-tier. is worth S-tier this feet. moment. Okay. Uh, S-tier feet. Fuck it, 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 we did mark it, We did mark it as an S-tier feet, didn't we? I think Fleet we did. I is think S plus. S plus. S plus. <laughs> S plus. <laughs> All right. Well, then after Arius 
<laughs> After Arya spends all three actions getting adjacent to the fleeing priestess, and she is just freaking out right now. Kicks. Bottom around four, it's your turn. Got any more of them amped messages? <clears throat> I sure do. Um, I'm, I'm fairly <laughs> certain I'm covered in both their leader's blood and her most recent friend's blood. What is your like movement I... on Shara? I mean, on the horse? 40. I'm oh, okay. Yeah, I will amp movement. Well, amp, you choose. If you want to strike, too, if you just want to hit one of us, you could do that, I guess. <laughs> is it 35 feet that Perdition has? Maybe it's 35. Maybe it's... It's listed as 35 feet. No, it must be 35, then. Oh, my dumbass could have gravity welled that turn. Ah! Ooh, that would have been fun. I mean, I guess I would have rolled the same. If I, well, I guess it would have been her roll instead of mine. Um... Yeah, I'll just see if there's anything I can help for you guys to get up, but I don't think there is. Uh, la 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 la. Items. Rod of Wonder. I was gonna say digging. <laughs> oh, say digging at the bottom of the barrel here, but Rod of Wonder, huh? Uh, <laughs> It'll take you two actions to pull the damn thing out, anyways. So, actually, the spell DC on this thing's kind of bitching at this level. Twenty-seven. Well, I'll just maybe get in line of sight of a spell for next turn. Oh, there you go. Three action or two actions to move up. Yeah. All right. Then I'm stupefied. Stupefied. <laughs> uh, two, three. Then after kicks, Lucan, top around five. It's your turn. Step one, tandem movement. Actions two and three. Lucan casts Call the Blood. Oh, doing it again. We're doing it again. Fortitude save, please. Fortitude save. All right. 19. A failure. That will be 8d4 negative damage. Oh my god. So, 15 negative damage. I forgo the temporary hit points and I become quickened for one minute. For one minute. Okay, got it. Quickened. That means I can run even more. Not that I think I'm really going to need it. And that was an act together for two actions for their single action from act together. Sundricker will just... Move 25 feet. Could have gotten me to there. All right. That's my turn. And call the blood's damage. I love this. With a word and a gesture, you cause streams of blood to erupt from the target's mouth, nostrils, ears, or other facial openings. Yes. And come rushing and rushes into, into your my mouth. mouth. So streams of blood come flying from her eyes and mouth, and I suck them down. And it's like she's 40 feet away, so there's like this river of blood just floating through the air, and Luca just sucks it down. Intermingled with her tears. And screams, obviously. Yes. It is graphic. Well, it's her turn, and that puts her just a little further down on the HP. She's not looking the greatest now. She was the healthiest of the bunch, but she uses her actions to do what she's been doing. Arius, she's running. Yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> no, fuck that. I'm hero pointing that. Uh, I was on an 18. Oh, there it is. There we go. That's there it. Go. A 35 is a critical hit. Can you do it? Dude, this is like Little Red Riding Hood running away from like the, far, <laughs> the, the four the bad wolves. Days. The four big bad wolves. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> that had to have killed her. Come on. 33 damage 33. cuts her down, and as she's... I bisect her. She's <laughs> screaming, and blood is flowing from her mouth and her eyes and her ears toward Lucan, and as all of that's happening, Arius cuts her down, and 
her two halves fall unceremoniously to the side to pools of blood and that's strange the faint sound of applause you look around and you see that a small crowd has gathered around as it's now become obvious that there are some Ferasmin insurgents some Ferasmin terrorists that attacked uh, an unholy ground such as this temple and people are impressed people have their smartphones out and they're recording it <laughs> that's it we're out of initiative you have foiled the Farazman, uh plot to incite a war. <laughs> okay. Oh, wait, they're inciting a war? I would have been down for that. <laughs> <laughs> so this is why this is so funny, Ted. You said it earlier. Why is this? Why would you get the option for this? But if you diplomatize with her, she's actually been fighting her own faction of her own church who's been stopping her from trying to take outright action against Ergothoan temples and Geb. She wants to incite a war. I mean, on the bright side, I'm probably going to fulfill her goal and try and incite a war based on them being here. Like, So she succeeded. <laughs> She's a I martyr. Like, we got to fight the Pharasmans. They're trying to infiltrate and do shit. Hard left turn on Bloodlords. Sorry, guys. We're not going to be Bloodlords anymore. Fuck the poisonings. Let's kill Pharasmans. Yes, please. <laughs> I have Sun Drinker walk up behind this dead Pharasman and pick her body up and... As the blood is dripping, Lucan stands underneath it and just lets it drip into his mouth. Ooh, ah. <laughs> the blood of a Pharasmin priest. Delicious. Arius just starts walking over towards the crowd and waves his sword. Have you heard of Zeriel? <laughs> <laughs> this was just but a taste. <laughs> Lucan, when you're done with her, bring the body back in the temple. We have some undead to create. <sighs> yes. That like, should be lovely. Like the most disrespectful thing to do to a Phrasmin worshiper is turn him into an undead. <laughs> it's so fucking cool. Can one of them be my servant? That would be just fantastic, darling. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> Slaying Farazmin priests and raising their corpses as undead. Now that's some Geb shit. Maybe it's time for us to really start being the villains. Join us next time as we continue Bloodlords. And until then, may you have many great adventures of your own. It's your turn. <laughs>